Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. to go on Wesson Walker at Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We can go to the Garage Door Guru text line for just a moment. K-Town Steve wrote in, Does Wes eat as much in the studio as he did yesterday at the Ale House? I swear every time I looked at him, they were serving him more food. (laughs) You and him at the Carolina Ale House yesterday. Tell the people what you ordered yesterday. I had six grilled wings, and they were pretty good. So then I told her I should have just got 12 the first time. So then she brought me six more. Mm -hmm. And then I had a shrimp taco salad. (laughs) And it was a pretty decent-sized salad. It was a good salad, but Mm -hmm. it was good and healthy, though, man. It was. was. Lettuce, corn, shrimp, all that good stuff, man. So it was good. We did have a good time out at the Carolina Ale House yesterday. Flounder, (laughs) Fitty, they came over. They watched some NCAA tournament games. We had a good radio bonding session we had a few listeners come out really appreciate everybody that did come out oh, and then fitty waited to take the picture till after i left when oh I took the picture that he posted i he didn't yeah. think i oh, saw here that. we go i what? see all i see all fitty didn't take that picture to be clear so but it was on his face right but katrina came she over took it. she came over and said hey okay i back off before we leave yeah. let's take a picture before yeah. everyone bounces Apologize. Okay. Before God and everybody. Well, you were supposed to apologize to Serena. You didn't do that, so I'm not going to do it. Do we we want to go and revisit the Serena conversation after that? Yeah. That's what we want to do. Wait a second. No, this is not what we, we need. We need to. You didn't see this, Wes. Me and Fitty saw this. We have to address how Walker was eating his wings yesterday. So he finally did get something were, to eat because at first he was sitting there just drinking. And I, I was like, late. this ain't going to turn out good. I did late. I didn't. So now I'm going to catch some hate here. Go ahead. Go ahead, <laughs> Flounder. Tell the people. You were literally picking the chicken off of the wing with your fingers mm-hmm. and oh, eating it. I was. What? What? Very dainty. He was very dainty with so, the wing eating. So the, so the reason is oh, because man. I did not want to get the sauce on my shirt like Josh did. Got you sauce. said your face yesterday. Well, which face I was too. Like, yes, face and shirt. That's what a napkin is for. Well, yeah, and I use the napkin. But so I let's also, see, let's add it up. No brown liquor. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't want to say anything too controversial if you were played. And what was the thing you thought the foul well, on? Well, say anything controversial no, if you were Remember, we said something about uh, one time we had a conversation about saying something, and you was like you weren't confrontational like that, so you wouldn't. You said that. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, but you've admittedly said you're not a confrontational guy. I mean, if it's something worth being confrontational for, I absolutely will be okay, confrontational. And then, what was the Virginia foul when a dude got hit in the throat and you said that we were messing with you about being soft about that? What was it? If you got to come with the facts and come harder than this, Wes. No, I I'm trying know. to remember. <laughs> That's confrontational. I just don't remember. The the Kyle Filipowski, we had that. Because no, we've had a few instances on here where you've been labeled that. I'm not saying that you are that. I'm just saying we've had a few sounds, instances no, on the show. It, it no, sounds like you're giving me no, compliments. I always it take up like for you when people say that. But we've had a few instances on the show where people have said that. The first one that comes to mind, and since you want hardcore facts, was the brown liquor. Yeah, the brown because of who said something. 
Who did? I I yes. talked about drinking brown liquor, and 100%. you said you didn't like it, and then oh, I did wow. say I something. I did say something to get it liquor. cracking, but picking chicken wings like that—that that is a bit uh, man. So a little dainty. Yeah, it was dainty, and I'm trying not to get <laughs> sauce on my shirt. I was scarred because there was Fitty with the sauce stain on his shirt, yeah. and then he looked at his Carolina shooting shirt <laughs> that he loves. He said it was his favorite. He said, "Oh damn." <laughs> <laughs> was it just damn? <laughs> I think you probably do better just to tuck the napkin in your shirt like a. Kid See, I'm not going like to do that. I'm not going to do that. Or either. just don't you eat like a slob. Uh, well, like, is that me eating like <laughs> a slob? Because Flounder, what's funny though, is that when I was eating the chicken wings, I was picking off the meat at that point, and then Flounder, like almost quietly, almost is trying to get Fitty's attention. And Fitty, what's what's going on over here? And I saw him do, and I was like, you don't like the way. Well, I'm I think if it. you do, you know, like I tell my son, if you eat over your plate and then have your chest backed out, I don't think you have to worry about. That's what I was doing though. Like I was trying to make sure. Plus. You know, I just out in public, you know, yeah. people coming over and saying, what's up? I'm not trying to get all saucy with on my face and then yeah. on my clothes. And so that's why I was doing it I like that. That's all I was doing. And I know I wasn't going to get brown liquor because I caught enough hell for drinking beer. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I was drinking Yingling and oh, Walker's real drunk. <laughs> I just had a couple beers, man. Yeah. I was trying to hang out with everybody. Mm-hmm. Couple? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> a couple. <laughs> So, see, people are listening to this, including Boss Man, probably. And so, let's not do that. Right, and that's stuff that you can't get off. Because, you know, once people say something, whether it's true or not, people are going to try to run with the lie. Like you did when you said, I wouldn't say anything. And then you're one of the said, oh, you don't drink brown liquor? I only know girls that don't drink brown liquor. That's what you said. Those are your words. That wasn't a sub. That was. That absolutely. It was well. Whether it was sub or direct, it wasn't a glowing review. A hundred percent. Let's get to the Carolina Panthers and get their free agency. Please do. We got a seven hundred four number that's mad at us. Uh, is he saying talk sports or oh, McCole Hardman, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr. Anything but this. I think he's just mad at the wide receiver group, and I agree, buddy. I do agree. Anything but this wide receiver group. Maybe we could go McColl, DeAndre, and OBJ. So we'll have to look at what they're going to do to address the wide receiver position. I don't. They're clearly not done. They don't have a choice. Their best wide receiver right now on the roster is Terrace Marshall, who is often injured and still hasn't broken out. Even if I like some of the things that he provided as a downfield threat last year, Wes, what say you on some of your wide receivers to target in free agency and just what they could do possibly with the 39th overall pick? Well, what's going to make it interesting, like I said, is the fact that who wants to come and play with a rookie quarterback? We teased before the break that Adam Schefter is now saying that the Panthers are most interested in Bryce Young at this moment and so how many of these guys would like to play with him because we know that a lot of these guys watch as much football as we do we know that these guys are familiar with Bryce Young they know what he can do and I think they look at some of these players say oh I would play with him I wouldn't like to play with him I think guys would like to play with Bryce Young and so with that said um, Odell Beckham I don't know what it is for me I mean he played in Cleveland but for me just seeing him in Carolina He's just a big personality, even though he has not uh, put up the stats that he has in at once upon a time. But Odell's just a big star. like, And that would be just seeing him as a fit in Carolina is a bit different to me. McCole Hartman, he's kind of a local kid, Georgia kid. I remember seeing him at a uh, camp in, uh, at Mallet Creek once. So I remember uh, checking him out, man. I mean, he's speedy. He could help, but he does get – uh, hurt a lot last year, only 25 catches, 297 yards, four touchdowns. Um, but, you know, he does have 
some potential too as a return man, which is something uh, the Panthers haven't had in a while as far as a big time return man. But they're projecting a four year, forty one point six million dollar contract for him, uh, accord, uh, according to Spot Track. I don't know if you want to spend that type of skriller on McCole Hardman. Um, because, like I said, especially injury-prone as he is, especially with the fact that you haven't established a first or second receiver. So to think of a guy that small that hasn't established that he could be a dominant outside receiver, uh, to put him in that one or two role, I'm not sure about that one. Um, And what was the third guy? Oh, DeAndre. DeAndre. Um, That's a guy. mm. I mean, you have to trade probably what? I, it, could you hold on to your 39 overall pick, especially as we get later in the process? So you could hold on to your second rounder, maybe get rid of a third or a fourth or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know what Arizona would be willing to do to part with DeAndre, like what they would take back in return. Even if he's older, we are still talking about a very good wide receiver. I think, though, because the other day when we talked about the PD thing, and you said you didn't care, stuff like that, and I'm not getting on a, a moral soapbox or anything of that nature, but the thing I wonder is, if he's not on it anymore, we know he's been very injury prone over the last couple of seasons. Is his body just going to go to hell uh, after not being able to do it and have to not use said PED? Um, so that's the thing I think about. I wonder if he a little bit past his prime, especially with what you would have to pay for it. Uh, I would say no. But to be definitive in this segment, to mm-hmm. pick which one of the three I would like or I think would would be the best guy to go after. I'd go after Hopkins probably. So at what co- at what cost? Would you trade that second rounder? Or is that too much? Um, I think the at this point, the fact ball. that you need a receiver that you you feel like you need a receiver, I think a second rounder isn't too much to ask because you have to ask yourself the question: What receiver can you draft in the second round that could potentially be better than Hopkins? So. No, and, and DeAndre would be fantastic. I'll tell you who I'd be interested in. It'd be one of the receivers out in Denver because it seems like both of those guys could be on the trade block with mm-hmm. Jerry Judy, former first-round pick out of Alabama, yeah. and Cortland Sutton, who I think is a very good wide receiver, and he's just been dealing with Denver quarterbacks for his entire career. Yeah. And when you thought he was going to get saved, Russell Wilson was awful last season. I would trade the 39th overall pick for Jerry Judy. I would do that. Well, he wasn't one of the options. Well, no, he wasn't one of here. I'm just bringing in something new. <laughs> but thank you for acknowledging that. Yes. I, of those three, the option that I would like the most, trading a second round pick for D-Hop seems too much right now, as much as I would like to have him. But you need to do something. No doubt about that. And DJ Chark did visit the Carolina Panthers. So that was a visit they had after Adam. Wait, wait. so you said second round is too much for Hopkins. So which one would you pick? Between DJ Chark and <laughs> no, and between what? Hopkins. Let me move on. Because I want to answer for it. the people want go. answers from the host. We I'm are trying to give you some answers, man. Reportedly, we are allegedly the experts. Yeah, and, and, and so they want to know are those three guys. Who do you? Can I speak about this with some nuance, man? Kay. Like I'm going to. I, if I had to trade a second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins okay. or sign DJ Chark, and then could possibly use that second round pick for Jerry Judy then I'm going to take the latter. I'm not going to trade for DeAndre. I think he's too old. I think I would love to have him. If you wanted to do like third or fourth, 
then I would do it. Okay. That's a completely different scenario than the one I had to Which answer. Which one? Well, let's ahead. make everything This, this man that added two, three more receivers. Mm-hmm. Go, well, you go ahead. Jerry Rice and Michael Irvin, too? You want to uh, add them in there? They're way too old. I wouldn't trade for If I could get Randy Moss in his prime, I'd give up a first round or two. You want to do that? I think Randy's too old, so I probably wouldn't trade for him. <laughs> But if you want everything to be fair, I'm the dainty one. Yeah, and now you get this to is add in It's not fair. And... He gets to add receivers. Yeah. So you add those receivers. What's yeah. your number one option? Jerry, Judy is involved. I would. Everything. Now, I'm not of... going to limit you. Everything is involved. Do whatever you want to. What is something that you would want to do? <laughs> now, out of those, the guys you added in, Jerry, Judy might not be a bad choice. Now, I, I think I saw a demo one at a first for him, if I'm not mistaken. Um, which I thought was right a now. bit rich for Jerry Judy being with what he's done so far. Um, but I do think as far as – because for a young quarterback, a route runner like Jerry Judy would be good. To have a young guy that they can work together. I like Judy. And he runs such good routes where the quarterback knows, okay, at the end of this drop, he's going to be here because I know he's going to run the route to precision. So I would probably go with Judy. And he's got the speed and the playmaking ability. Now, he has been a bit banged up. Uh, so far in his career as well, that's something to take in consideration. You have to take into consideration how much you're going to have to pay him eventually right. as well. But uh, out of all of those guys, I would probably go with Jerry Judy. Yeah, I would too. Young guy to go with my young quarterback. If that's if that's the thing that can get it done, would you trade the 39th overall selection? Yes, I would. Yeah. And I know you're trading another draft pick. You're getting rid of some of these assets. Now you don't have a lot of whole, a lot of high draft picks because of what you did yeah. in order to move up to number one. But I am doing it for Judy. Like to me, that checks off a lot of the boxes. And I understand why Denver wants a first round pick. The guy is a first-round pick at wide receiver. Even with Russell Wilson, who had his worst career or year of his career, Jerry Judy still produced at a decent level. I know he's actually had a little bit of a banged-up injury history, too. I know he had the drop passes at least earlier on in his career. But that's the kind of guy that I would take a chance on. I I do want to get to some Bryce Young conversation. So maybe we can do that on the other side of the break and continue the Carolina Panther convo, then get into NCAA tournament talk. But if we're just going to complete the weaponry conversation I did want to bring up two. Deontay Foreman signs a one-year, three million dollar oh, contract. Chicago Panthers with Chicago. So Buffalo, Washington, they have bitten off the Carolina style quite a bit. Now add Chicago to that list as they get DJ Moore in that trade. Now they even have Deontay Foreman, and they go after PJ Walker. PJ Walker now plays for Chicago. One-year, three mil, Wes. I mean, here we were talking about right. possibly pairing mm-hmm. up Miles Sanders, Deontay Foreman. That's not going to happen. What do you think, man? Like, what do you think about Deontay? I think they never wanted him. I think they wanted another back. If all he signed for was for one year, three million, you go out and give Miles Sanders uh, six million per year, and and the deal that you gave him, I don't think they ever wanted Deontay Foreman uh, like that in the first place. I think he was a last option if they whiffed on some other backs and some other uh, opportunities. But I'm surprised that Deontay only got one year. Uh, three million. I know that's a Walker male type of contract for mm-hmm. running back, but I was surprised with the production he had down the stretch that he wouldn't at least get a two year deal, three year deal from somebody. Look at the running back market as it is right now. Yeah. I think as far as the don't pay running back narrative goes, it had been something preached 
by people who talk about this thing, but not really practiced for the high-end running backs. Mm -hmm. And now you look at this market, and there hasn't been big money spent on some of these guys. Josh Jacobs was set to get a big old payday, but put I think the franchise tag was put on him, yes. if I'm not mistaken. And that was Saquon the, is yet to do his thing, but I think they're going to put franchise on him. As well, well, he has the franchise tag. They have an ability to work out a deal because, remember, we thought maybe Daniel Jones, but they worked out a deal. And so now Jones gets the contract. They give the franchise tag to Saquon Barkley. Who knows just how much they're going to pay their first-round pick at running back. But they haven't given him a contract yet. Yeah. So maybe this is the part where they actually preach what they practice as far as the whole we're not paying running back sort of thing. Maybe this is the free agency period that you see happening right now. Maybe that's where the uh, practice actually comes in. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. We'll continue the Carolina Panther conversation as well as the NCAA tournament recap up next. Thanks for listening to Wesson Walker. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. We're back. The Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Garage Door Guru, text line 704-570-9610. Hit up Wesson Walker and WFNZ on Twitter and the WFNZ Instagram where you can see the reel that we just dropped about MJ and if the Duke Blue Devils are unbeatable. But before we get to any of that, we have the moment that you all have been waiting for that you also will be able to see on our social pages because I'm taking the video of Josh Fitty Marlowe paying off his debt to the show with the delicious milkshake that he has that looks like uh, charcoal ice cream. It does. It's in black. A cup. I don't know why. I mean, I know Oreo is a part of this, but it's made it a color of black that I did not know existed in ice cream world. And so just to let everybody know, the milkshake that he is currently opening as we speak. Yes, here we go. It is Oreo mint. He's just smelled it. Okay. Oreo mint, pineapple, orange push-up, cappuccino. And when Shroppy, <laughs> when, our, when our very own Shroppy went to go order it, she, he said that the person taking his order was concerned and that he that she asked, you're not drinking this, are you? Like she was very concerned when he I ordered he's that flavor like combo. I'm betting that he's going to like it. So Fiddy here we go, folks. Fiddy is very scared. Go ahead, Fiddy. Go, go ahead Let's and drink it. it. God, it's black. It All looks right, so bad. The spoon is in. <laughs> he's so taking his. his, his I'm yes, telling you. We see it, baby. It looks, Let's do it. Oh, goodness gracious. Go, Let's do it. Come on. It. Come on, man. Just go for it. That watch, was the smallest like bite. Watch, watch. That was the smallest bite. Watch. Oh, he doesn't like it. Oh, he got a gag. <laughs> yeah. Somebody get this man a trash can. Oh, I hope you enjoy God, it. that's disgusting. Is it? <laughs> that's, you have to if eat you, all of it. Dang, if you didn't double dip, I almost want to try it as well. Look at that. That's a bigger bite. That's a lot bigger. Thank and you. He's got to finish it, huh? Thank you. Yeah, he does. Look at that. That looks nasty. 
<laughs> he looks like a kid taking medicine. Remember in Friends yeah. when uh, when Rachel made that that dessert? Yes. And it said it, and Ross says it tastes like feet. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness. It's worse, dude. This is some of the. I mean, dude, I've eaten a lot of bad cooking in my life, like a lot. This is horrible. Yeah, it looks bad. Is it comparable to anything? Like, can you compare it to anything like flavor wise? No, because I've already insulted my mom's cooking, and that's yeah. pretty bad. And that so was like, weird. Hold on, give us, give us. You know, on the food shows, when they when they go through and describe what they're tasting and what it's like, like tell us, are you getting overpowering of one flavor? Are you getting this flavor and not that? Like, what what is it like? Take us through <laughs> a bite. It. Take <laughs> us through a bite. Um, so I will say this. You said there's orange push-up in there? Yeah, you can't taste it. I've gotten no orange yet. Okay, mm. just keep going. Keep digging is in there, there baby. Is there peach in here? Um, I don't think there's any peach. No, we said yeah. it's coffee and mint, right? Yeah, it's it's Oreo mint. Okay. It's pineapple. Okay. It's orange push-up, and it's cappuccino. Yeah, so I'm getting, a, I'm, of course, I'm getting a lot of the mint uh-huh. mixed with the pineapple. Oh, that's exactly oh. what we wanted, and, and too. And pineapple is just absolutely disgusting. There you go. Wow, wow what an excellent. And, I love pineapple. Um, Are you getting any of the cappuccino? I don't I don't think so. I can't wait till that hits you once you get further down in the cup. Because it is. Because what they do is they're going to mix all of it. There's going to be different. It, it's absolutely <laughs> like. Well, here it is. It's a great example that you bring up with friends because that absolutely is a trifle. It is a I'm layer good. of milkshake trifle. Ooh. Oh, is Flounder going to go try it? Yeah, okay, that. perfect. Yes. It looks awful. Oh, man. <laughs> it's slimy on the top, yeah. too. Like, I don't know if they just put, like, the pineapple juice in there. Oh, you're getting a big-ass spot of this. Oh, good for you, Flounder. Helping out your boy, That's man. That's a home. This is how, this is how that a is. Man, this is how a man does. Don't, oh! don't blow chunks on the board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Flounder. Flounder, oh, you're saying it's not that bad? That's you're saying it's not that's, that bad. That's not, I don't like anything in that damn milkshake. Oh, now the men's sitting there. You didn't. You should still be able to finish that whole thing. If you can't eat that whole thing, okay. then. So. <laughs> okay. Iron well, gut flounder. Let's yeah. get it. Flounder's cool with it. Fiddy is very not. So here's what we're just going to have him eat it throughout the show, and yes. then we'll see how it goes, and yes. then we'll give you updates. To on. be posted during the break, I will have the video up for the people to see, so be ready for that. It's yeah, coming Fiddy down the pike. That, that, that's all that matters is that Fitty really hates it. Shout out to Cookout, who has some of the best food, fa- best fast food you'll that's ever so have. Good. I love Cookout. But uh, this combination, folks, you know, sometimes you can uh, overdo it. Look at him. <laughs> he looks like a five-year-old having to take a prescription cough syrup. Yeah, it looks bad. It looks bad. All right, Wes, you want to talk about the tournament as uh, we're distracted by Fitty eating an awful milkshake? All right, man. Well, we talked about it yesterday. The the, the story of the day here in ACC country was Duke continuing uh, their dominant path as they just dominated Oral Roberts yesterday, a team that came in, and a lot of people might have looked at the bracket and said, oh, uh, Oral Roberts, this should be an easy win, but you probably didn't know that this team was on a 17-game win streak. This was one of the best offenses in the country. Uh, they were second nationally in three-pointers made per game, and Duke decimated them from the onset of this game, out-rebounded them 46-32, to 32, uh, held them to 51 points, 33 points below their season average. This has been a hallmark of the Blue Devils. This was their fewest points allowed in an NCAA tournament game since they beat San Diego State 68-49 to in a second-round game back in 2015 
in the Queen City. So this is a team that looks locked in and poised. I think the ACC Tournament Championship gave them nothing but confidence to prove to this young bunch that they can, not to sound like an after-school special, but to show that they could do anything that they put their mind to. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you think about this Just reading rainbows? <laughs> I mean, did this further embolden you to thinking this is a Final Four squad? Yes, absolutely. 74-51 to 51 in a 12-5 matchup, a lot of people were scared about. If the Blue Devils were facing Oral Roberts, who was 30-5 and five on the season, yeah. I don't care what kind of level of competition you're playing, 30-5 and five is a fantastic record. 30-4, and four, I guess, heading into the NCAA tournament. It's a fantastic record record from someone that has already pulled off a bigger upset as far as the seeding goes when they were a 15 seed they have the leading score from that team and max abmas who was only four of 15 in this game dude is small and when he was going into the paint Derek lively scared him and he scared everybody that was even within five foot of the basket and that is exactly why i chose this team and the reason i kind of settled on Derek lively is because you get to that Sweet 16 matchup between Purdue, the number one seed, and then Duke. I have them beating Tennessee. In that matchup, that's exactly what you're going to be looking at is down low with Zach Eady. Derek Lively not going to be as strong. Nobody's as big because Eady's 7-4. But does Lively have the athleticism in order to challenge him at the basket? And I know Eady will shoot over his left shoulder, and I get that. It's really hard to stop him. But if there's somebody that can at least hold him and somewhat check, and then maybe Filipowski brings him out a little bit. If if you don't bring Edie out there and Filipowski's hitting a shot, what do you do? Right? Like, I just think that they have some answers for a lot of different things you can throw at them. And they just cruised on past uh, Oral Roberts without Filipowski having a good game. Well, the thing, too, that I think is very impressive about Lively is that he is able to the timing of his shot blocking is incredible. But also the fact that he's able to be an intimidating presence in the post without fouling. Here are his personal fouls uh, since pretty much the month of March has started. He had four against UNC, one, and then in the ACC tournament, we're talking one against Pitt, four against Miami, three against Virginia, and then two yesterday against Oral Roberts. He's only fouled out one, two, three times this season. That is very impressive for a shot blocker because uh, the old rule of thumb in basketball, you know, if you have a shot blocker, go at him, get him in foul trouble early, get him out of the game. That's hard to do with him. He actually showed, and I think a player that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, if you remember during the ACC tournament, I forgot which opponent it was, I believe it was Pitt, when Pitt's player went out of bounds, tried to save the ball, and tried to jump out of bounds and throw it back in at Lively. Lively's chasing the play on the out-of-bounds line and put a dodgeball-like move to get out of the way of the basketball to make it a turnover for the other team. That just shows you what type of athleticism, body control that this young man has that makes him such a tremendous shot blocker. So I'm with you. And you better space the Blue Devils out because if if you don't have an offense that – allows Filipowski to be out on the perimeter guarding someone and he can hang around the paint too, good luck scoring uh, on this crew. Now, let's get to today's action, though. We're talking about Miami will be in action today, and we're also talking about NC State will be in action today as well. Let's start with the Kings quickly before moving to the Wolfpack. Now, Norchad O'Meara was seen shooting and stretching uh, before their game, but 
about his availability. Coach L said, and I quote, I don't know if you would call stretching and shooting threes practicing. Uh, they said when asked Wednesday morning about Omer's return, he said if we had a shooting contest or a stretching contest on Friday, he could probably do that. <laughs> Whether he can actually run and jump, we have to wait and see that Thursday. I wait for the trainer to tell me if he uh, can go. But they entered the NCAA tournament as one of 12 teams, seven in the Power Six with 25 D1 victories in both 21-22 and this season. We know what Norchad Omir brings to the table, almost averages a double-double. What do you think about the Canes? Do they have big upset potential today? They're in that 5-12 slot if Omir is not able to go and if he is able to go. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think regardless, honestly, I think Drake is that good of a basketball team where there's absolutely a shot that this thing is an upset, a five-seed, another ACC five-seed. Maybe they do fall to what Drake is able to bring to the table. They have, if you're into this sort of thing and you look at ESPN for the research and the analytics a part of it, John Gassaway of ESPN has this particular game, Drake and Miami, with a 40% upset chance. And so a lot of that does hang in the balance with Norchad Ormir's status and whether he's able to go. Third leading score at 13.6 points per game, almost 10 rebounds per contest, going down with that ankle injury, that's going to be tough to overcome. Because if you're talking about, really, there's about four guys that you trust with Miami. Mm-hmm. Very guard-laden, for sure, when you're talking about the Hurricanes. But when you're when you're so heavily guard-oriented, and then you lose a guy that almost grabs 10 rebounds per contest, it's a big deal. And so if he's gone... And that helps offset some of the things that you might struggle with, right? You're talking about a weakness already being much more of a weakness without your leading rebounder in Ormir. Yeah, that's a real problem for Miami to possibly be able to move on. Now, last year, maybe they can draw off of that experience with their success that they had in the NCAA tournament. I have Miami still moving on in this one, but it's still going to be a really tough game. This is one of the more exciting matchups that we'll see. Yeah, I think so as well. I'm going to go with the Canes for sure, but Drake, like I said, they beat at the time, then ranked number 15 Mississippi State. So uh, they have a 2-0 record against teams that are in the NCAA tournament. So we'll see, uh, you know, what they do today against the Kings. So now turning to page two, the NC State Wolfpack, they are in their first tournament since 2018, and they've got a tough matchup as well. Creighton averaging 76 points per game. Uh, They're only allowing 68 a game, which is under NC State scoring average. They shoot 47% from the floor, 36 from three, 76 from the foul line. Their coach Greg McDermott is 6-7 and in the NCAA tournament. What do you think about their chances today being what we last saw from NC State as they got throttled again by the Clemson Tigers, a team that just lost in the NIT Uh, the other night. NC State has three really impressive players, and yet that hasn't mattered to the point where they were solidly in the tournament. They were one of the last teams in, and I remember, what was it, two weeks? Maybe maybe three weeks. I think it was about two before we actually got to the NCAA tournament process, and we all just had them solidly in the field. And then as the ACC tournament comes about, Terquavion Smith goes 11 of 13 in that win against Virginia Tech. And okay, we're right back on. You know, I'm feeling good about the Wolfpack. Then they get destroyed by Clemson a third time, a team that maybe at least on the line, whether you agree they should have got in or not, at least it was something you shouldn't have seen where they got destroyed against the Tigers. And it's just 50-50 on whether this team shows up and really even more so Terquavion here lately. I mean, he can give you an awesome game. 
He is a potential first-round draft pick. I thought solidly in coming into the season, but now I don't know if he'll slip to the second round because of how poor he's been shooting the basketball this year. But there's still a lot of talent. DJ Burns, Jarkel Joyner, Terquavion Smith, that is a really tough trio to deal with. So NC State, especially with Arizona losing, by the way, like that's kind of interesting for the Wolfpack as far as their Sweet 16 chances go. But the thing about Creighton is they've won at least one game in 11 of their last 13 postseason uh, appearances, a stretch that began in 2007. But uh, for NC State, I think the key to look forward to if you're a State fan today is do they get off to a fast start? We saw when they beat Virginia Tech, Terquavion came out cooking. They're 20-1 this season when they have a halftime lead. And then also for them to get to that magical 70-point mark because they're 23-4 and four when they score uh, 70 or more points. And they're 0-6 if they're held under 70 points. So uh, those are two benchmarks for you to look for. Are they winning at halftime? And are they able to get to that 70-point mark? Well, just house cleaning real quickly. It'd be the Elite Eight if they meet Princeton or whoever is coming out of that. The bottom line is they will not meet Arizona if they if they do reach the Elite Eight. We'll see what happens with Baylor and Santa Barbara because Baylor is a awesome offensive team, one of yeah. the best, if not the best in the country, right there alongside Gonzaga. And so Baylor's going to be tough. The thing is, Baylor doesn't guard nearly as well as they have in years past. Like, yeah. there's not the Davion Mitchell there. And so if NC State gets past Creighton, which is battle-tested, man, like their strength of schedule is something very serious. If NC State gets past them, and then let's just assume for this conversation they face Baylor, uh, there's not enough defense for you to possibly hold Terquavion Smith to an off-shooting night. Like, I think that's actually a good matchup for the backcourt for NC State. It's just tough defensively for NC State, too, who's not performed well. I, it, it's shaping up interesting, especially with the Arizona loss. All right, I'm let's saying. check in on Fitty back there, see how he's doing as he gives us his second Fitty Flash of the day. Well, guys, we're going to kick. We're gonna keep with the NCAA tournament talk. We've got an upset brewing in Greensboro. Xavier down seven at the half. To the 14 seed Kennesaw State. Go away, son! I don't even know what their mascot is. What's their mascot, Slim? <laughs> the, the Owls, baby. Oh, they're out there hooting and hollering. Okay, hell no. Who it, Owl? Hootie who? You probably don't know nothing. That's about a no that. limit Owl. That's. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what do you make of that? Maybe I've, I've, I've got Xavier in my Elite Eight, but I was worried about them not being able to defend away from home. 43 points given up in the first half right up the road in Greensboro. I was letting my bias sink in constantly when trying to pick this bracket. Eventually, I fought through it with UNC Asheville. I wanted to pick the upset against UCLA. They got destroyed last night, so I'm glad I went against my better judgment. I wanted to pick an A-Sun win, though, in Kennesaw State, and so I'd, I'd love to see the Owls move on past. They're really small, Kennesaw state is but they shoot a lot of threes it's been amazing to see their improvement over the last couple of years um abdur rahim their coach sharif's brother actually came in the first year that he was coaching the owls one and 28 was their overall record and now here they are it would be a really cool story yeah i mean we know we're going to get some upsets today who they will be we don't know so that's the excitement of this tournament there are going to be some teams going home early but when we return on the western walker show we'll go into the mailbag so fire it up 704-570-9610 get us in those questions that you want to hear answered it's the western walker show sports radio 927 wfnz McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Is struggling, man. It, it's it's not okay. Fiddy is not happy right now. We are having fights during the break. <laughs> he said, I know I'm supposed to eat all of it, but I just ate a pineapple chunk and I thought I was going to throw up. Oh, because it's like stuck in the back of my throat. Oh, God. It sounds so gross. And then as we were talking about it, you said, I can't do it. I might, I'm not going to eat this milkshake. You got, you're, you're getting angry and look, it's a bad milkshake. I totally it's, get it's, it. This is arguably the worst thing I've ever had in my life. So, so this is the punishment that Fiddy is experiencing right now. And then, and so he's, he's trying to back out of it. We're trying to keep him through it. I said, you can dodge the pineapple chunks as long as you eat the rest of the milkshake. And then flounder, he's getting in and saying, look, man, you got to do the punishment. And Fiddy, this is his exact quote. <laughs> and I promise verbatim, this is what he said. Flounder, I wish you would do anything in life. <laughs> <laughs> just going straight back. No, just, Flounder's trying to hold him to this milkshake. And Fiddy, struggling, about to throw up with this milkshake. Flounder, I wish you would do anything in life. I mean, just real struggling, man. Are you okay right now? No. How much of it do you have gone? Just for those that don't know, Oreo men. About a quarter. Oh, you've only eaten a quarter? I've got about a quarter of it gone. Man. Oh, Joe, he's nursing that thing. Yeah. I I want I want people to realize as well, as I was watching him eat this. And you can see that almost every time yeah, I bite, I yeah. almost get sick eating no, this thing. No, I'm telling you, look, man, like I know Stanford P wrote this in. I was worried too. Like, I'm not going to lie. Videos We're, going up as we speak, folks. At Wesson Walker. Follow us on Twitter, on the gram, wherever you can follow some of our social handles. I promise I was worried about it as well that maybe we did not put forth a harsh punishment because we were trying to figure out bad milkshake combinations. Mike Golick Jr., ice cream aficionado. He was like, wait, I, I don't know if there's one you could come up with that is bad. Yeah. <laughs> We got to bring him back on. <laughs> that is bad And enough. have him eat one with us on the air. Stanford P, he was clowning us saying this punishment is awful. Like, it's not a harsh enough punishment. You chose North Carolina in the ACC tournament to win it all. It's not happening. And you should deserve a little bit more pain in your life. I promise you this is genuine stuff. Fiddy is not acting this out. He is in real pain. And honestly, I'm surprised you only got through a quarter of it so far. That's bad. And look, you go at your own pace. We still have a whole hour. You're good. I'm not telling you to eat faster. You do what you need to do to keep this thing down. But I thought you ate a little bit more than that. And now I feel a little bit worse for you. Do you really? Because I don't hear any solace in your voice. I love seeing it, but I do feel worse for you. (laughs) It is very good. This is why we did it. We wanted to do it for the airwaves. We needed to describe it. All of the charcoal-based color it's a little sludgy. It's it's a little like you struck gold, you know, like you got oil in the ground and you put it in a 
cookout cup. It looks nasty. But I'm glad that you're going through it and you still have three quarters left to go. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Feel free to write in another edition of the mailbag here on Wesson Walker. And let's just go to Dontrez Styles. I think we got a question from Dynamic Mark who threw in a picture in the chat, uh, in the chat I should say, of Dontrez Styles deciding to transfer. Wes will ask you the question. With Dontrez Styles deciding to transfer, is this just the nature of college basketball and we don't need to really make it a big deal against Hubert Davis and company? Is he just looking for playing time? Or is there something a little added extra here because it is Carolina and the season went as poorly as it did? Uh, I think it could be something added to it. We don't know who's going and who's coming, but you would think that he would have a larger role next season. And a lot of times, you know, especially before pre-NIL era, most guys were transferring for playing time. That was the number one reason why a lot of kids would leave. But now we see kids that do get playing time, kids that are starters, kids that are major contributors leave and go elsewhere, but not uh, from programs like North Carolina, one of the blue bloods. So, um, you know, I thought that they were going to have a, a lot of guys leaving. And so, you know, we don't know how he is in the locker room, how he is on the team. This could be addition by subscription subtraction, but I know that basically Carolina's going to be starting from scratch as far as building uh, this basketball team, and so hopefully Hubert can hit on guys who fit the profile of what he's looking for so that they can have a better season next year. Oh, he turning the spoon upside down and just trying different ways to eat it. It's hilarious to watch. Oh, I, oh, I think I've got a method over here to eat this. Okay, and you're getting past it okay with this new method? I think I've got a way. Okay. I mean, feel free. Like, I, you, you have a little bit too much of a joyful smile, but that's okay. It still looks painful, and that's all we're asking for from this punishment. Did you want to give a Dontress Styles take real quickly before you take your next ba- uh, bite of Milkshake Madness? I'm just, uh... <laughs> he shook. I've never been scared about the direction of our program Uh-oh. in the 16 years I've been a fan. This has officially, I mean, the, we went from a national championship appearance, a rebound away from a natty to, to where we are now, where you got local guys that are, that are bailing. It's scary times in Chapel Hill, man. Okay, so Fiddy is down bad as far as Chapel Hill and this milkshake. One Kyle Bailey is currently watching him behind the glass in disgust. Yeah, crying, boo-hoo, Kyle is making fun of him. Fiddy is not really here for all of the smoke. I want to put this milkshake in a wood chipper. <laughs> I don't think that would do anything, to be honest with you. (laughs) Apparently, that's an inside joke. I'm just not quite sure what it means. Uh, Yeah, I think maybe what's interesting about this is you don't have Caleb Love announcing his entrance in the transfer portal yet. Is R.J. Davis going to move on? Armando Baycott, is he going to move on? And so now if you're already talking about, okay, Tyler Nickel, Dontre Styles. Caleb Love, right? Like, that's a lot of people to lose. And so I think in that regard, I understand why you might be a little concerned because I don't want to say you're gutting the team, but, I mean, maybe that's not too far-fetched. No, I don't think so. It's a lot of people, especially if this is a team that you want to bounce back. And honestly, talking about this yesterday, if you discuss them not accepting that NIT invitation, 
I wonder if part of the reason was, yes, the transfer. Oh, that was close. I'm sorry. Fiddy almost threw up. That was that was true. Fiddy almost threw up. But I wonder if them not accepting the invitation was the transfer portal thing with especially how they lost out on the first guy they pursued and then ended up with Pete Nance, right? Like, I wonder if they view zero time wasted. We can't waste any second. And that's why they declined the invitation so quickly, because we got to we got to view this transfer portal right here, right now, because of the, the way that we were left hanging last offseason before we moved into this year. That's a good observation as well. Uh, I like that. They feel like, hey, he probably had a good idea before the season ended in the uh, ACC tournament that a lot of guys weren't going to be coming back. He probably has a feel of who's going and who's coming. And you're right. I think they did say, uh, you know, we need to get on it and hit the pavement to try to rebuild this team and this program. <laughs> it was the guy that they were looking for before Pete Nance, Fiddy, that it looked like they were in. It was the swing forward or it was a power forward that could shoot threes. Who uh, was it? Mayer, who was at Illinois, him and Terrence Shannon, both guys that looked, I mean, absolutely. Ab- they looked like you on the basketball court yesterday. Wow. I hope you throw up. <laughs> I had to get one, and you're over there laughing <laughs> at my demise. <laughs> You almost did it. it. It really almost happened here in the Planet Kia Studios. I apologize, Planet Kia Studios, for putting some throw-up potential out there in the world, but it is happening with this milkshake. One more hour to go. Weston Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC.